right, we got our uh, holy water. We got our uh, gun that can kill anything. We got our um, other assorted things. And uh, we're ready to hunt demons and make a podcast. Uh, you know, it's Easter. Are we hunting zombies today? Sure. I mean, I... I... <laughs> Uh, thank sure, you, thank sure. you, thank you. Why not? And I think we probably just lost half our listeners right there. Uh, if if they've gotten this far, knowing who we are, and that joke turns them off, uh, I got nothing for them at this point because it's only going to get worse from here. It's that th- that was probably the least offensive thing that's going to be said during the show today. That's also true. Wait till that we is... I start revealing some of the crimes I've done. Never mind. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, also, oh, I we got to start the, the show on a sad note, though. Thirteenth uh, episode, the Friends with Benefits podcast in the house. Yeah, episode thirteen. So we're we're getting there. We're, uh, we're we're cruising right along, and it's a, we're gonna have to start on a sad note. And I got a theory behind what happened, and I want to run it by you and see if you think I'm crazy or if you think I'm right on. I definitely think you're crazy. Well, yeah, but uh, about this specifically. So it was announced on Friday, the XFL is officially dead again. And bums me out. I'm sitting here, like, feeling like I'm the personification of the uh, Thomas the Train Engine. Thomas had never seen such bullshit before meme. (laughs) Just an unhappy face. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, apparently everybody got a a letter of termination, except for a few, very, very few key management staff. Uh, But a vast majority of everybody got the um you know we have no plans to return for 2021 letter uh blaming covid-19 and so the season is over was over a few months ago now once again the XFL is dead uh i put in an order for an XFL t-shirt a logo t-shirt uh where we're going to see what happens we're going to see if it uh, it actually makes it to me I'd like to, uh, I'd like to do that, but um, we'll we'll get to why I can't shortly. Okay, uh, but I have a theory. I have a theory as to why the, X, the the plug was pulled on the XFL. Okay. Okay, so Vince McMahon, in order to start Alpha Entertainment, which is the brand behind the XFL, okay, he withdrew or he sold five hundred million dollars worth of. WWE stock to fund to basically to entirely fund the new run of the XFL. So uh, supposedly up to this point, uh, according to the numbers that I've been able to find uh, to this point, they have, they have run into a loss of about $140 million, which is a little high, but still within their range of what they were expecting. So that number alone, not enough to really, you know, freak out and pull the plug. Apparently they had projected funding based on TV deals, merchandise deals, um, and other, other options. Uh, there was enough funding 
projected for three years worth of games. Shit. So that begs the question, why pull the plug? So I think the combination of losing so much money at WrestleMania by not having a gate whatsoever. Fair. Um, not having any live events and losing money, even though live events were fairly break even anyway, they were fairly, they were break even at best. Um, but still, um, missing out on raw and SmackDown revenues. I'm sure merchandise is down. Um, you know, all of those things, WWE is the cash cow of the McMahon empire, obviously. So I think there is, there is an expected severe downturn coming in addition to what's already happened. And McMahon wants that cash on hand to be able to pump it back into the WWE to preserve that cash cow. I can agree with that. And the XFL, it just happened to be, it was, it was the biggest and easiest thing to cut. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't easy to cut, but all things considered, if you, if you have the choice between the two, you're obviously going to do what you need to do to preserve the WWE. I think, I think it was cut. I think the XFL was destroyed so that the sacrificed little brother for the better of big brother. Right. So that in the event of some kind of catastrophe that is coming up, some kind of major recession, the WWE will, would still have cash on hand to continue business as normal for a while. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if by 2021, we're talking about another XFL return, um, or something along that line. But, uh, that's my, that's my working theory. Um, is that that, that extra 300 and, you know, 50, $360 million, um, is going to be basically on hand reserves for if WWE. WWE needs it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah. Um, I can definitely agree with that, but, uh, I just want to take a personal moment to say if there had been a league champion, yeah. um, I believe it really would have come down to my personal <laughs> team. And then our, uh, team is a show. Yeah, it was, I believe it would have come down to the old DC defenders and the Houston roughnecks. I, th- I think it was going to be close. Like it, it, that, I think that was going to be the final game, and that would have been the most incredible thing, pretty much ever. Uh, you know who wasn't in the running? Uh, those crappy St. Louis Battlehawks. That's the one. Uh, That's in, in the one. Sound of a toilet flushing here. <laughs> the battle turds getting flushed down, down the commode. Yeah, they weren't even in contention. They thought they were in contention, but they were going to fall right apart. The Shadowhawks, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, sad day for the XFL. Sad day, because at the end of the day, the XFL was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And so I know that I was a huge uh, XFL 1.0 fan. I was, like, the only one uh, that... At the end of, you know, 2018, when McMahon had the press conference and announced 
XFL 2.0. I think I was one of like half a dozen people that were really excited. And, you know, I watched, I watched as much as I could. Bums me out because it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. There was a lot of really good athletes that were really just, just playing for the love of playing football. And because they damn sure weren't playing for the money, but no. they were playing for the love of it. And I'm really happy that at least a handful of them got to move to the NFL. Uh, they got that, you know, they, they had a showcase to show that, you know, there was, there is still talent outside of the NFL that could play in the NFL. Uh, there's just not an avenue for them to play. And uh, so I think it, it was very, very good. I'm sad that it's gone again. Just a dark day. Damn you, COVID-19. Hopefully it comes back, though. Hopefully it truly, truly does, because uh, it would be a sad day if it didn't, man. I mean, I know we were both excited and hoping for the best. But, uh, you know, fuck you, COVID. Yeah, COVID sucks. And so if you wonder... If it's a great idea to go and hang out with your buddies right now, you're you're the reason the XFL's dead. That's a bit harsh, I know. Probably not fair. But But also <laughs> fuck 'em. <laughs> Cause fuck 'em, that's why. So now that that's over with, I was I was gonna use the eight bit Undertaker theme song. Uh it's like the funeral march. Um but I don't even know if there is one. Let me see. Uh, I'm sure there is. I probably should have uh, played that during. If, they, if there's an undisputed era one, then there's definitely an Undertaker one. Let's see, Eight Bit Undertaker. Oh yeah. See, I should have just done this and just. You're like, we're here today to talk about the XFL. <sighs> we just have to get past the gong. Yeah. There we go. Oh, they went like full new school style with yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is pretty new. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to talk about the XFL. Twenty games out the door, forever in our hearts. Yeah. What a shame. True. Well, Alpha Entertainment still got my 20-something dollars for my t-shirt, so whatever. They're happy. <laughs> whatever. I'm going to wear that thing with pride, too, every t- every chance I get. Oh, they have Raglans. Oh, yeah. I, that's one of those I got. I got the... Uh, I, I just got the logo. I got the just the XFL logo uh, three-quarter. Uh, Might have to get the uh, the old Houston Roughnecks yeah. raglan. See, I thought about getting the Defenders logo, and then I was like, oh, people might think it's like a soccer team or something like that, because it has a very, like, soccer-ish look to it. Yeah, I see. I can, I can see that. I, can I was see that. like, no, I just, want, I just want people to know that I, I, I feel like, uh, who was it that was at the, uh, was it Rob Lowe that was at the playoff game and just had the NFL logo hat? <laughs> I feel like they're yeah. just like, I just hope both teams have fun. Like... I, I, well, I want people just to know that I loved the idea of the XFL. 
Because now, much like uh, Uncle Governor Andy Bashir says, it's not about what team that you, you cheered for. We're all XFL fans. It's true. It's like we're all Kentuckians battling the coronavirus. We're all XFL fans. Hating on the Shadowhawks. <laughs> the Shadow. Yeah, except, except for except for those fans, they suck. They didn't have no damn beer snake of of kings. The beer snake of kings. <sighs> so now that the sad news is over, we can talk about. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yo, no, no. How come you couldn't buy an XFL shirt? <sighs> almost, almost let you off without uh, having to tell that story. So, we're all jumping online to play D&D on Friday, and, uh, you know, the game's going and stuff, so I'm not really doing anything, so I start paying some bills, and I go onto my account just to make sure everything's going through. This is Friday at about 10.30 p.m., and I check, and I happen to see there's a $175.50 charge from Etsy that was placed and then automatically refunded. So, you know, I think that's kind of weird. I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay, that's kind of fucked up, but whatever. So I decide to talk to Ken. He's a card services manager for a bank. And we start talking. I'm like, so what do you think this is? Do you think it's just like a glitch in their system? That's why it was refunded. And he's like, no, uh, multi-billion dollar corporations don't make mistakes like that. Yeah, usually not. And he's like, uh, what we've been seeing is fraudsters will do something like, like that on your account to either see if you get push notifications and you'll dispute the charge or to see if you go online and check on a regular basis to be like, well, that's weird. And then if you don't notice and the account's still active in a few days, they'll start making small transactions, just hoping you'll never see. That's so there's a, there's a global pandemic right now. They're telling you not to use cash, and I have no debit card. Oh, that sucks. I had to call and shut off my card yesterday afternoon. Thankfully, I'm rocking about a hundred bucks in cash right okay. now. All right. Um, and you know, obviously, I can go to the bank if I need to. Uh, got a new card on the way. All right. But yeah. Um, fuck you, fraudsters. And yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Here's the thing: I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm not above uh, hypothetically screwing over a billion dollar company. You may hear a little bit about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, come on. How are you going to try and dick someone over, like, right now, given everything that's going on currently? Yeah. That's, How are you going to try and fuck me out of my money? That's low. That's the, that's, that, that's the lowest of the low. I got bills to pay. Yeah. That's the lowest where people are uh, trying to take advantage of it. It's like the people who, um, uh, like, here, here in town. They're saying like all the um, utility companies have gone on and said like if you don't pay, we're not shutting you off until after this is over. Like you still have to pay afterwards, but like if you know we're we're not doing any any utility cutoffs. Yeah. And so now people are are calling, saying they're from the utility company, saying you know you need to pay up 
or we're going to shut you off. I know that's what we said, but it's over now, so you need to pay, and then they're taking payment over the phone. It's not really them. They're trying to take advantage of people. It sucks. Man, did did you it. see the uh, the quote COVID testing facility oh, set up yeah. in Louisville uh, that apparently stole about five hundred people's information with insurance information, home addresses, social security numbers, and everything. That's such crap. Like people, it brings out the the, the true essence of people, and you're either really good. And you know you're you're helping people, and you're 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 doing what you're supposed to do, or whatever, or it brings out the worst in people, and it proves that you are a complete and total asshole. That's true. That is true. That is true. It makes me sad. But, you know, I'm still I'm still supporting local business how I can when I can, and uh, doing my thing there. Um, you know, I'm you know me. It takes a lot to like keep still me down. Theology. So, uh, I think I might be done supporting local businesses, uh, local restaurants. Uh Oh, I did a curbside pickup for a restaurant last night. Uh, uh, pretty sure had food poisoning of some kind. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I was so sick last night. So you're going to cut off all local business or just that one? Uh, That one for sure. Like I'm never going back there. Um, All right, I'm, uh, you know, I come to Bowling Green sometimes. I'm gonna need yeah. you to text me the it's name a, of that restaurant so a, I know to avoid there. It's a it's a chain restaurant, um, and I mean I'll put them on blast. I don't even care. Um, the O'Charlies, not a fan. Well, you see, there's your first problem. Yeah, yeah, no, trust me, not my idea. Um, went and like went to do the curbside pickup. It was it was ready about 15 minutes after they said it was going to be ready. Nice. Got home, ate everything, and then about like an hour later, I was like, I'm not feeling so good. Like, my stomach's kind of upside down. You know, my head's kind of swimming. Like, I'm not feeling so good. That was the beginning of the end for me. Well, I'm sorry to hear that and yeah. uh, rip your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> it got to the point. Uh, where I was, uh, it wasn't like food anymore. It was like, um, like childhood dreams. Yeah. It was just like flying out of my body. I was like, Oh God, there goes Ninja cop done. Never going to be a Ninja cop. There goes Teen Wolf. And you know, uh, did you keep sunset riders or is it gone? Gone. It's gone forever. Shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, like I was hanging on to that dream for a while, but, uh, that, uh, oh, Charlie's classic cheeseburger emptied emptied me. Yeah, I. Oh gosh, I think it's it's had to have been two plus years since I had Oh Charlie's. Yeah, you're not missing much. Well, fair, 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 so fair, fair. I I was gonna go with pizza. You can't really mess up pizza. Nope. Nope. So. Let's talk about something a little happier. Let's talk about the incredibly long lifespan and tremendous game library of the Sega Saturn. Oh, (laughs) oh, wait. 
That's not as good. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I, I had my Sega Saturn game picked out that I knew that I wanted to have as my number one Saturn game, and then I was like, I wonder what else is out there that I missed that you know I'm, I, I'm not, I might not have been familiar with. And there's a lot that I was like, those don't look very good. Yeah. Like, ugh. Like, not, not a solid catalog of hits for the Sega Saturn. We've been doing this uh, feature where we're going chronologically by video game systems, starting with the original Nintendo Entertainment System, going over our favorite game from each system. Here we are. We've gone through Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Genesis Super Nintendo, now we're here to the Sega Saturn. Here we are. I got I got a really weird pick as my pick. I have an so honor, do I. I have an honorable mention. This is the only time okay. I've ever done an honorable mention. Um, my honorable mention. Oh wait, no, I, I think I went first last time. So you you please, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, my pick is it's a short game, but it's a fun game, and it's actually something I just pre-ordered. A uh, limited run is doing um, the some physical copies of the remaster for it. Uh, little known fact, it actually ended up having a sequel on the original Xbox, and I'm talking about uh, Panzer Dragoon. Ooh, all right. Uh, you know, the flying dragon shooting game. Uh, it takes about 90 minutes to beat, but it's an enjoyable 90 minutes. And I feel like there weren't a ton of, uh, we'll call them, uh, lengthy fighters on, or lengthy games on the Sega Saturn. I feel like everything was kind of smallish, but it was a fun game. I didn't have a lot of, uh, I didn't have a ton of, what's the word I'm trying to think of here? Time, uh, skill. Time. Uh, I, I didn't have a ton of exposure to ah, the Sega Saturn. Um, I, I played it a few times. Uh, I think like one or two friends have, had it. It's one of the very few consoles I never owned. Same. Um, so didn't have a lot of exposure to it, but uh, I did enjoy playing Panzer Dragoon the few times I had to play. So there's my choice. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I did not have a Sega Saturn. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, my friend, uh, before he moved, Greg Tripp, had a Sega Saturn uh, until his mom, he and his mom moved to Las Vegas. And uh, according to whoever you believe, uh, she married either a uh, rodeo cowboy or an Elvis impersonator. Nice. I heard conflicting stories. Greg, if you're out there, I would like to know the truth. Um. Because I don't know. Uh, I heard both of those. They might both might be wrong. I don't know. Uh, he had a Sega Saturn, uh, so I had I had limited exposure. But you know, eh, got to play a little bit of it. And my favorite Sega Saturn game was a game that was also released on several other consoles platforms uh, that I first played on the PC. But I, I truly loved some of the upgrades and additions they made on the Sega Saturn version from a genre that I'm not a huge fan of, first-person shooters. I'm talking Duke Nukem 3D. 
Nice. On the Saturn edition. Uh, they made some graphical improvements. They made some gameplay improvements. Uh, it, but they kept the heart and soul of Duke Nukem. It was the last first-person shooter I would play until the original Halo. So if that gives you any indication of uh, the length of time that I went between first-person shooters, it was a while. Uh, my honorable mention was Die Hard, uh, the Die Hard Arcade. My honorable mention was going to be Battle Arena Toshinden. Nice, nice. The the fighter, yeah. Uh, if you want to read a really crazy history of a game, read the history of the Die Hard Arcade um, Sega Saturn version. It's pretty wild. Okay. Because it started out, it was very Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, where it started out as a completely different game. It was pretty much done, and then they slapped the diehard license on it and made the character kind of look like John McClane, but not really. Uh, <laughs> modified a couple things and then shipped it. Uh, so yeah, a very weird history of that game, but yeah, Die Hard um, was was it, it was just fun, much better than the PlayStation uh, Die Hard trilogy, which I did not like. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, next week is when we start really getting to the what we, what some would call the bangers, um, <laughs> the clangers and bangers. We've got uh, the OG PlayStation up next. Oh, man, what a library. Yeah, followed by the N64. So oh, Two in a row that are going to be so good. Such tough picks. They, they will be. They will be. Oh, God. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Excited you decided, or, uh, you know, you jumped on board with this idea with me. I it's, love it. Uh, it's a weird one, but hey, we'll do it. I also like that we're uh, we're staying true to the, with the exception of this week with the honorable mention, it's you pick one. Like, we're not doing, like, top ten, we're not doing top five, we're not doing whatever, like, the best one that you owned or whatever. Like it's, it's literally just your favorite game that you played on each of these systems, your one favorite. Yeah, <sighs> I sense a lot of uh, Zelda coming up from your side. <laughs> Yeah, you might you might be in for a surprise. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. All right. You really might be in for a surprise. Okay. Good deal. All right. Um, well, uh, you know, we're we're getting close to uh, when it was that era where I started to buy games for myself, and it wasn't mm -hmm. like I I would ask my parents for games or ask for you know games for holidays and stuff. Use my allowance. It was like, all right, I'm working now, and um, I'm I'm fairly thrifty when it comes to uh, when I buy stuff. You, as you know, uh, I don't like to pay sticker price for stuff. That's true. Uh, like when I when I buy uh, you know Blu-rays or pop vinyls or whatever, like I like to shop around. Uh, I like to not pay suggested retail price for just about anything. Um, and that stretches to video games too. Uh, it stretches to um, where I, I dabbled a little bit in a life of crime uh, with video games. And I started to think, well, I, at first I was going to pitch you a topic of, like, what crime do you commit the most? <laughs> uh, you know, because I started to think of, like, you know, walking around the neighborhood uh, now I feel like the crime I commit the most is jaywalking because there's no crosswalks. So I just cross the street, you know, like whenever. 
Yeah. Um, even though that is technically, I guess, a crime. Um, one of my favorite shows of all uh, of current time, Live PD is back. So like it's gotten me to the, the habit of thinking about like crimes and stuff. Um, so I started thinking, you know, like what what crimes do I commit the most? And uh, I feel like fraud is a is a harsh term for it. But like retail returns. Okay. Uh, so, and and the the best example I can give you of that is uh, my saga of the Xbox 360. I'm listening. So, when I when I buy stuff like that, when like when I buy game systems uh, or like a big purchase, uh, I will always you know keep the box, keep all the books that come with it. Uh, the the plastic wrap and the twisty ties and everything that come with it. I'll keep that all together. And usually it's just because, well, if I have a problem, you know, I can box it all up, return it. It'll be all good. And so when I got to college, I really wanted an Xbox 360 because I didn't really have a game system like that year that it came out the xbox 360 like i wanted one bad and so the uh the bookstore at uh the university uh they they had a couple and they let you spend your um your your fake university dollars mm-hmm. on it and so i was like i got to have this i got to have it and um so i tried to get it there they um they had they had this very strict like you had to basically like because they thought it was going to be an academic distraction like you had to basically like fill out an application to be able to buy it really uh, where it was like you need to tell them why you're gonna buy it and like you know you have to assure them that it's not gonna you know interrupt your studies and all this crap um you know just just a a, a big big hassle um. And so I was like, screw it. I'm just, I'm just not going to, not going to fuck with this. Um, Best Buy had, had the special where if you bought the Xbox 360 and the, when they did the HD DVD drive, mm-hmm. you got, if you bought the system, you got the drive and like, you got to pick out five movies for free. Oh, that's tight. And I was like, shit, yes, I don't even want the drive. I'm about to make a shit ton of money on this. So I go and I buy the system. I get the drive. I pick out movies. And, of course, I pick out, like, the most expensive ones. I pick out, like, Heroes Season 1. Like, all the collections, right? And I leave them all shrink-wrapped because I fully intend to go straight from the Best Buy parking lot to the Walmart parking lot and return everything for, <laughs> for money. So I do that. I return everything and I get all my money for it. I got like $89 just for the Heroes season one, which was awesome. Uh, so I'm happy. I bring my system home and after about, you know, two months, it starts red ringing. And yeah, that, those were the OG uh, 360s. Well, where it'll turn on, and I can cycle through the menus. I can, you know, go through the game store, but I can't put a disc in and have it play. And I'm like, shit. Okay, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta get this right. 
So it's out of it's out of store return. Can't can't get it back. So I devised this plan. Okay. Where, you know, I keep I have the box still. I have all the ties, I have all the everything. And so I have this plan where what I'm gonna do is I go back to Best Buy and I go and I buy another Xbox 360 because I know they won't take that one back because they're going to scan everything, right? Yeah. So I go out to my car and I swap them. I hot swap them in the car. Immediately go back in. And as I'm in, as I'm walking in, I'm on the phone. I'm pretend on the phone and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Bye. Hang up. And I go immediately to the service desk and I'm like, look, you're not going to believe like here, this is my luck. I just bought this. You can see on the receipt, it says two minutes ago, I just bought it, bought it for my nephew for his birthday, called my sister. She says she just went out and bought him one. I just want to go ahead and return it. Person's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, scans it, doesn't even look at the, the stuff, um, puts it back, gives me my money back. Hell yeah, right? I go home, set, I set everything up. I'm happy. About six hours later, I'm getting ready to go to bed. All of a sudden, I have a panic attack. Because I'm like, dear God, I've attached my name, my address, my payment information, <laughs> everything. And I did not wipe the system before I brought it back. So now on the shelf at Best Buy is a system that's got all of my information on it. Someone, someone can go in, buy it, jig is up. They're going to be able to go back, figure it out. Not going to be that hard. So I have a panic attack. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm losing my shit. I get on the phone. Start calling people. I'm like, somebody, you got to help. I'm like freaking out. Like, what should I do? How am I going to handle this? Can't bring it back and, and explain to them that I tried to rip them off, right? Can't do it. So I find a an accomplice who's like, I got this. Don't worry. I got a perfect plan. We roll up to the Best Buy okay. the next day when they open. Because, you know, you got to go, gotta go fast. He says, hey, I want to, um, because, like, and, you know, I, I registered it. So, like, I had the serial number on the, the other receipt. So, like, I knew, I knew the serial number of the old okay. Xbox. That's important. Okay. That's important to know. So my buddy and I, who I will, I will let him remain nameless for this story because I don't know what the statute of limitations is on this. Um, <laughs> so we roll up to Best Buy, go in, look for the Xboxes, you know, get somebody to help us. And, you know, they're all in the cage, so you can't just, like, go through them. And we're like, yeah, we're looking for this Xbox. You know, we're looking for a 360, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He lifts up the thing, grabs the first one, and we're like, wait, 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 wait. My buddy's like, gives me this little look, and he's like, now, um, do you mind if I, it's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound crazy, but you know a lot of them are red ringing. And, uh, like, a lot of them are, like, straight out of the box. You'll play them, you know, for a little bit. They'll just, they'll die. Um, you can look by the serial number and the lot number that's printed on there to see the latest update to get the newer system that's outside of that window. Huh. So, do you, I know it's going to sound crazy, but do you mind if I go through the serial numbers, just look at them and see if I can find one that's not in those batches? And I'm like, fucking brilliant. Like, that's such a brilliant move. And the guy, you know, has no idea. He's like, oh, whatever. So we sit there, and there's like 50 of them in this, in this case, right? This locked case. And he's going through them. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm trying to make it more real because I'm like, you know, telling them that he's, I'm like, man, can we just do, isn't one just as good as the other? Like, you know, trying try to make it look more real. And... It's like the second one from the end, of course. Oh, naturally. Gets it. We, we, we buy it. Go home. I wipe everything. Put it back together. Bring it back. And I'm thinking, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. We're going to just roll through this again, right? Get up to the service desk. Got my receipt. I say... I, I basically rerun the same script. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened. Look at this. You know, I uh, was buying this for my nephew for his birthday. Called my sister. She says, just bought him one. Sorry, I didn't tell you. So I, I, I was just here an hour or so, a couple hours ago. I can just go ahead and return it. This person, no nonsense. No nonsense at the service desk this time. Uh -oh. Looks at my receipt, scans, scans the box, makes a makes the sound, and he's like, "These serial numbers don't match." And at this point, I've got two options. Okay, I can play dumb and be like, "Oh, I, I, what does that even mean? I don't know." Or I can get angry. I went dumb. I played dumb. I said, "I well, what? What do you mean, serial number? Uh, I like. I just brought it home and brought. Like, I, this is how you guys sold it to me, sir. There's no way that we sold it to you this way because the serial numbers don't match. And I'm, well, I mean, I, I, you need to tell the, you know, the person over there because they're the ones that sold it. Blah blah blah. Like, I, I, I start to get in. I, like, I'm starting to get like defensive, even though I know that I'm in the wrong. Fair enough. We've all been there. Because because now I'm in too deep. I cannot admit what's what's been happening. I'm just trying to return this dead Xbox 360 now that my information's <laughs> off of it. And so then it's he starts pushing, he slides it back to me, and he's like, "You're gonna have to, you know, I, I'm not gonna return it. Can't return it. Serial numbers don't match." And I'm like, "I can't. I shouldn't be penalized because." Your store did not handle this right. Like you sold me one that's that's not correct. I don't understand what's going on. But now, now I start to move into angry, um, 
and I say, well, you know, who's, who, who else is here that I can talk to? Cause now I'm digging in, I'm digging in. I can't, I can't not, I, I cannot leave with this Xbox 360. Can't do it. Okay. Well, let me go, let, let me go get the manager. Awesome. Dude's gone for a minute. Comes back. Says, manager can't talk to you. And I say, excuse me? He says, manager's on a conference call. Can't, can't come out. And I say, well, okay, then go ahead and just return this Xbox. I'll be on my way. He says, can't do that. People switch them out. This is not the Xbox that belongs in this box. If you bring me the Xbox that goes with this box, I will return it for you. So then I start the, sir, are you implying that I bought this Xbox solely for the intent of swapping it with another Xbox to return it? And he, he says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but it, this is the general attitude of how it went. It was... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this Xbox does not go in this box. And I can't return it from there. Cannot return this Xbox in this box with this receipt. Uh-huh. So we're going back and forth. And now people like are starting to like look. People are starting to, to gaze over and watch this transpire. And now they, there's also a line forming behind me. Because, you know, it's the service desk and people, other people have returns. Long story longer. Okay. Guess where that Xbox is right now? Sitting in your living room? Uh, it is, for a while it was. Um, <laughs> and then when I moved out of the last apartment, it now lived in the dumpster. Okay. Um, and now it is in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not get the money back for that Xbox. He wouldn't take it back. I couldn't give it up. So, so uh, I, I don't have anything nearly, nearly that involved. But, um, gosh, this was probably I don't know, two thousand six, two thousand seven. So, uh, whenever a few seasons of Smallville were out on DVD, um. My mom had gone to Target and came back and she'd bought me like, you know, it was just kind of a nice surprise. She'd bought me three seasons of Smallville. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. Well, what my mother didn't know was I'd seen that they were on sale and had already bought them. Ah, yeah. So they were on sale at Walmart or at Target for about uh, fourteen fifty or fourteen. I think it was like something oddly specific, like fourteen seventy seven or something like that. That's yeah, that's a weird. That's a... Um, so I'm just like cool, cool, and like I was off work the next day. I didn't have class, so like mom leaves for work, and I'm just like I'm just gonna return these. It'll be a nice thing, you know. She'll see the three seasons on my shelf and think, oh, I got those for my son. It's like a nice little surprise. Blah blah blah. So I'm thinking, and as I'm, like, driving towards Target, I'm like, 
I should take these back to Walmart where they're still like 50 bucks a piece. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, that's how I turned $45 of my mom's money into 150 Uh... Do you want to hear about a time I got accused of stealing and didn't? Yes. Yeah, do you remember a little store by the name of Gadzooks? I don't. I don't think uh, it, we had that in the Northeast. It was very much kind of like a... Very similar to like Hot Topic, but where like Hot Topic was like... More like punkish and metal in the early... Like late 90s, early 2000s. This was more kind of like they still sold like Jinkos and band shirts, so I spent a lot of money there. <laughs> um, uh, but they also geared towards kind of like a, a raver crowd. They sold like the raver pants and that kind of stuff. So um, one day, me and my friends go in there because you know we're sophomores in high school, and it's Saturday. What else are we gonna do? Yeah. So we're in there, and I'm looking at something, and. Uh, I decide I'm not going to buy this pair of pants and we walk and we're looking around and all of a sudden I find them like 10 bucks cheaper somewhere else. So I end up buying them. And so my buddy wants to go back to hot or uh, to Gadzooks. I almost called it hot topic because that's how similar they were because he saw a t-shirt he wants to go back and buy. So we go back, he's buying the t-shirt and I open my bag so he can drop his in there and the person just Bert, the person behind the counter goes, I can't believe you're trying to rob us. And I'm like, huh? I beg pardon? And so we sit there and we argue for a few minutes. And she straight up thinks I have brought something into the store and changed it out on the rack with the pants that I was looking at earlier. Because uh, uh, that should also tell you how busy they were. Yeah. And at some point, I'm literally, I'm 15, I'm an asshole. I literally just say, fuck it, and just start walking away. She grabs the back of my sweatshirt and, like, pulls me. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. So at that point, I'm heated. I'm, like, arguing with this woman. I'm like, I want your fucking manager, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I am the manager. And I'm like, you can't put your fucking hands on me. And, uh, I mean, it's... It's a bit of a scene at this point, because, like, I'm fine in, like, 99% of situations. But if you're a stranger and you put your hands on me, it, things are going to escalate from there. So, uh, it's not like, she keeps calling me a thief. So, I literally go back to where I know where the... Because, I mean, they were a clearance pair of pants that they had for, like, 30 that I ended up finding somewhere else for 20 bucks. It was just this, like, random discontent. And this is not a joke. It was a random discontinued pair of black Jinko pants. So I go back, I pick them up off the shelf, and I legitimately throw them in her face. I'm like, there are the goddamn pants you think I stole. And I open up the bag. I'm like, here are the goddamn pants in my bag and just leave. Yeah. Like, Look, here's a piece of paper that says that I paid for them. Lick my balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... And that's the story about how I got banned from Gadzooks. Nice. <laughs> Better off without them. They're, how how are they doing nowadays? Of oh, those pants? No, the uh, the store. Uh, completely out of business. That's they, what you get. 
they like tried to change their business model in like 2002 over the course of a weekend. They apparently it was one of those things where uh, this corporate memo went out to all their stores on like a Wednesday telling them that by Monday they were completely changing how they like uh, what their target was. That's awesome. And they went from like, uh, you know, like I said, kind of like the raver, like punk metal thing to um nothing but women's clothing yep that's that's uh that's what they get for hassling us and they were gone within about a year if like six months to a year after that. like i don't think they were open my senior year of high school good serves them right for hassling one of us one of one of our crew so, and when I say I like threw them in her face, it's not like I balled them up and like pegged her. I literally took the hanger and just like threw them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was fucking heated because y- you know me, you've seen me own up to dumb shit I've done. Still same OG. I know. Yeah. Um, like I'm, and at that point it, it's like, I'm 15. I'm <laughs> not that clever. Or that brash to yeah. be dumb enough to try and go uh, rob a gadzooks of a pair of clearance pants that they probably made like that. Like again, it's like they're on clearance, meaning they've been sitting on their shelves for like six months for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got banned. Nice. I've never been banned from a store. That is, uh, without a doubt, the only one I've ever been banned from. I've, I've never been banned that I know of banned from a store um yeah i don't think i've i've never i've not knowingly shoplifted uh when i was a kid once in the mall without even realizing that i did it i accidentally stole a pack of home alone 2 lost in new york trading cards um i felt bad about it but then i was like i can't just go back and be like hey i accidentally stole these so i was just like i'm just never going back to that store um, it was a GameStop in Louisville. This was like back in the PS2 days. Uh, I was picking up this game called Mark of Cree. Ever heard of it? I have not heard of that one. It was a fairly generic. I mean, it was a fun game, but the, uh, the whole thing about it was a lot of the, um, animation was done by former Disney employees. So, uh, I get the game and they put out a sequel, like by the same company that was not nearly as good, but was like super rare called rise of the Kasai. Okay. So I pick up the game, I get back to my car and, uh, I realize that both game discs are in there. And I have no idea why I've got a copy of each. Like, because you had a PlayStation 2, I'm guessing you've seen how video game cases work. A lot yeah. of them have to have a little flip thing if they're multiple discs. No, this is literally has, like, two discs on there. And I'm just like, well, this is like a $95 game. And that's, like, the used price. Ugh, yeah, like, that's a that's a windfall. Like, so this is coming home with me. Like, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when... GameStop used to have like a little like glass console at the front, like a little glass partition thing at the front of the store yeah. with like rare games in there. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, someone's gonna get super pissed when they come in and try and buy that game for like a hundred bucks and they can't find the fucking disc. 
Meanwhile, I came back to Lexington and uh, sold it for about like 65 in store credit at a different GameStop. I was like, yeah, I just don't have the case. <laughs> and I'm a terrible person. So, well, you know, yeah, for many other reasons, but that one, not necessarily that one. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? Any, any other uh, redonkulous stories or? Uh, not from that side of the counter. I have um, some funny, like, people trying to return stuff when I worked retail oh. uh, of, like, the absurd stories, like the guy that, um, uh, here's the part that, like, and it'll just piss me off because, um, <laughs> like, the guy that, that admitted to uh, throwing his cell phone out the window because he got mad at it, and then it didn't work, so he wanted to return it. Um, and see, like, it's funny, and it makes me laugh until I get to the last part, which is like, which is where he said he requested a manager, and the manager let him do it. So, like, th- that's that's where that's where most of my stories like that go. Is like I I, I hear an absurd story. I say no. They ask for a manager. Manager says yes. It drives uh, me crazy. I believe I've told the icy story before. The icy story. All right. So I got two two more quick ones from the other side of the counter. Um, my senior year of high school, I worked at this like really tiny uh, popcorn store. Uh, we were right across from a Suncoast video in the arcade in, in the mall, so uh, life was good. Um, <laughs> so it's one Friday night. Guy comes in. He's already kind of an asshole, like very much. Um, if, like, Ed Hardy and Affliction had been a thing in the early 2000s, that's what he would have been wearing. Uh, it's just really rude. Buys a medium cherry icy and leaves. Okay, whatever, fine. He has a Dillard's bag, or I can't remember. It may have still been McAlpin's at that point. I don't know when the buyout happened. Um, so anyway, we're fairly slow. It's about 10, 15 minutes later. Guy comes back in, and he is heated, saying uh, he has no bag, no nothing in his hands anymore, and goes, uh, you guys filled that way too much. The lid popped off, and it spilled in there, and you guys ruined my $80 Ralph Lauren shirt. You're refunding me for the IC and paying me the $80 for the shirt I just bought. Uh, no, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Now, uh, my dear friend Sean, his father and uncle owned the store that we were all working in. Uh, Sean is very much non-confrontational and is very much just make it go away. So... Uh, me and my friend Evan are very much like, we can't do that, man. Like, I'm sorry. We can refund you for that, but like, we can give you the $2 back for the icy. But I was like, I can't take that back because you spilled a drink into a bag. Like, yeah, that is that's your not own our fault. fault. Uh, so he, like, will not stop this argument. He just won't stop. So I'm like, I'm going to go call the owner. I'm going to go call Doug and just lay the situation out to him. So as I turn my back and grab the wireless phone to head into our little back room to call the owner, 
I hear the register open, and then I hear it slam shut. Sean had tried to open the register to give the guy money. He was, like, straight up going to give this guy, like, 85 bucks to fuck off. No, no. So uh, Evan, who was also standing there, had shut the drawer. So all of a sudden, then I just hear a slap. The guy had reached across the counter and tried to grab Evan, and Evan had batted his hand away. Yeah, no, you can't do that. So at this point, I'm like, Doug, just answer your goddamn phone. So I call, I get a hold of him, I lay out the situation, he just goes, under no circumstances, you're supposed to do that. And I was like, yeah, well, your son just tried to. He's like, like, just don't. He's like, and basically he said a shorter version of what I said about Sean just wanting to make things go away. Um, So... I go back out and I'm just like, man, just talk to the owner. Can't give you the money. Don't know what to tell you. Get out before I call security. And he goes, this isn't over. Keep in mind, this guy is probably around the age we are now. And we are all 17. And he goes, this isn't over while he starts backing out of this like, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, what I could even compare it. Because it had a little area you could walk into. Um, like a Cinnabon at a mall. Like, you know how they have that okay. little area you can walk into to order and stuff? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's about okay. the size that okay. this place was. Um, So he's like, this isn't over. And he's, like, backing out and just staring us all down until he, like, gets out of the store. Then he, like, turns and walks off. I'm just like. What kind of asshole do you have to be to threaten three high schoolers when you're in your 30s? And also, what kind of asshole do you have to be to try and run a scam on three high schoolers? Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Because, I mean, we also had, there was a person who came in and had three rolls of dimes and uh, tried to see if I would give them three fives. And I said, no, I don't need change. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, well, cool. Here, I'm going to buy a drink with this one. And I opened the drawer and I have one dime left. I pop it. Like, I smash it, it's all pennies. Uh, and I just look up, and I was like, you need to go. <laughs> and he's like, can I have my drink? I was like, do you have $2? And he tries to hand me another roll. <laughs> I just told him to leave. Just, just get um, yeah. I'm sure the, the second thing I want to touch on for this, or, in, or, you know, the last story I have for this, and I'm sure you dealt with it. Uh, we both, uh, behind the curtain, we were both pharmacy techs at yeah. one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, we both worked for major chains. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times would you have people come in or call and be like, uh, you gave me the wrong, either the wrong amount or the wrong strength of pain medication? Yeah, all the time. I was working in Georgetown. Guy comes through our drive through and is heated. He's like, uh, you gave me the wrong amount. I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I take it. I count it. There are 90 there. I check the prescription. Everything's like I filled it correctly. I'm like, sir, there, there are 90 in the bottle. He goes, no, you gave me the wrong amount. I'm like, the prescription's for 90. We gave you 90. He's like, well, I've been getting the 10s, and these are the 7.5s, talking about Loratab. And I'm just like, sir, the prescription's written for the 7.5s. I don't know what you want me to do. And he's like, I want you to fill it correctly. And I'm like, I, I, I did. Because I filled it exactly what was written. So he comes in. And he's like, well, I want to see the prescription. I don't want to see a picture on your screen that you can doctor. It's like, wait, wait what? How, do, do you think that there's editing software on the in the pharmacy computers at 
you know, chain drugstore. Uh, so, you know, we get him the, the hard copy, we show it to him and he's still just like, well, this isn't what I got last month. Why didn't you say anything? Cause doctors try to get people off these things, not keep you on the same amount for the rest of your fucking life. You right. moron. Yeah. That, oh, gosh. And I, you know, I'm sure you had run-ins like that and you know, you worked for big box store for a long time. So in several different, uh, positions, so I can only imagine the gems you got to deal with. Uh, see, here's, uh, I, I made a vow after I left, um, to never get my prescriptions filled at a major chain like that where I worked because, uh, I saw the lack of training that goes into dealing with all of that. Uh, it was the day that, um, Cause see, there were, there were several stations. There was, uh, you know, uh, the intake, uh, where the person would actually take the prescription, fill it into the computer. Yep. There was, uh, several people who were fillers who would take the little handheld to go scan the correct medication and then count it out. And there were, there was a bagger, which was the easiest job, which is the one everybody wanted because all it was, was, uh, uh, when the, paperwork printed out you folded it up put it in the bag with the right medication put that into a numbered bag that you entered into the thing so you'd say like green 58 and you'd slide it in and then you'd go hang it up then you'd go yeah. back more paper would print out you'd print it out you'd uh, fold it up put it in the bag with the right medication pick which bag you were going to put it in walk it over and put it up i'll never forget the day uh that I showed up for my shift and it was just mass chaos because the person who was bagging mm -hmm. was off by one with, Fuck. with the paperwork. So the paperwork uh. had name, address, phone number, doctor's name, medication, what it's for, how to use it. Yep. So all of those were folded up and put into the wrong person's medication bag. And so we had to, they, they were literally going back one by one and following the chain. So that because each one of those is technically a HIPAA violation. Yeah. So you, we had to go back and find every single one where the guy messed it up. And I don't know if uh place you worked was the same way as place I worked, but it was a three strikes and you're out policy, meaning if you had three of those, you're fired. Uh, I wish it was like that because they would have fired just about everybody. Um, but it was <laughs> a um, uh, go and have a talk about how you need to do better kind of place. Yeah. And that was it. So, yeah, pretty, pretty lame. Um, so, well, before we get to, uh, our, our favorite segment, oh yeah, I have, uh, I have, uh, one, one, uh, update to make, uh, -oh. uh, because if you were uh, around last week, you know, that, um, we, uh, uh, th there's a, uh, a competition going on and, um, 
you know, we uh, we gave updates last last time about uh, what was going on, but we have uh, more updates this time. So I'm going to just real quick before we get to uh, um, our phones phones across America, uh, <laughs> I'm going to make one call real quick uh, because I have a great idea for uh, for round three of our. We're going to see if we get an answer here. A preptor. Because I don't know what uh, my my punishment is for. There we go. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Oh, there she is. <laughs> All right. We have uh, the real Commander Cox on here now. Uh, the real Commander Cox on the line. The here. real one. The real one. Uh, not fake. So uh, we're in the midst of round three. I just wanted to give a real quick update to everybody. Uh, round three is going well. And uh, it, it has been going really well so far. Um, round three, we're right in the middle of it. Uh, but I, we, we have not revealed um, what each other's uh, punishment is for losing round three. Um, so this is going to be the forum where we reveal the uh, the round three what happens when you lose? And I made an adjustment on mine. I think mine's going to be great. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's going to be uh-oh. Um, it's going to be uh-oh. It's going to be uh-oh. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, <laughs> I'll reveal mine first. Okay. So uh, when you lose round three. Okay. Uh, Bold. It's going to be a thing that happens. Um, when you lose, you are going to have to... Uh, and this is going to also have to be when uh, when stuff opens back up um, and okay. we can go around. Um, we you're going to have to uh, hand out flyers for the next talk nerdy to me live show. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, you're going to have to go and hand out flyers uh, to to people. Uh, in either a mall, I'm going to pick a setting, either like a mall or somewhere, and and hand out these flyers, um, in in a funny outfit. Okay. That's it's not going to be like real bad. It's going to be just like a funny outfit. But yeah, you're going to have to hand out uh, flyers, and you can't stop. I'm going to give you like 50 flyers, and you can't stop until you hand them all out to people. I just uh, okay. I texted you all right. a possible location that oh. I think might be that might be fitting. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is this talk nerdy to me, or um, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, we don't we don't deal with those dorks. No, uh, like, yeah, like when we do a, because I, I think in um, in July um, is that next um, that one in Louisville. Uh, I think that's our next like stand up show. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna design a flyer for it, um, and like just print off like. 50 or 60 of them and just hand you a stack of them and be like, we're going to go here. You got to hand them out to people and uh, tell them what it's all about. And then when you're done, when you're through your stack, you're done. Okay. So not, not too bad. That's not horrible. And it also works because I don't want to have to walk around and promote the shit out of it. So it'll be, <laughs> it helps me out. So. so I'm your slave labor. Pretty much. Let the, hey, it's 2020. <laughs> Let's not use that word. Labor. Oh, Let's not use the word labor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, so, so, yeah, so that's what your future is. Um, just so you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and now, in the off chance uh, that, like, let's say I go into some sort of coma 
or um, uh, my phone stops giving me notifications like last time. Um, We've had a couple close calls already. It's, it's bad. Like both of us, because okay, here are the rules: is uh, we have an hour, we have sixty minutes to return back. Um, now there are times like after it only goes a certain amount of time during the day, so like you can't win overnight because you know you got to sleep. Um, That's true. So you have 60 minutes, and we've each had like 56 or 58 minutes uh, calls at this point. Like we both have had like really close calls uh, where it's been like really, really close, but not quite. So it's happened a couple times each way. So this one could end at any moment. It's possible. It's it's close. So what's uh, what's my fate? Your fate when you lose. Oh, no, not going to happen. <laughs> you have to cosplay as Quail Man. Oh. Yeah. Don't, don't encourage her. <laughs> all right. I mean, I... I Oh, Underpants God. on the outside and all. I mean, I have uh, I have the the brown shorts already, uh, the white t shirt already. I would just need to find a green um, green sweater vest, uh, and I would be able to to make that happen. That's sad. Oh, and the and the, and the underwear, the, yeah, the belt. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. got a, got a belt that I could use. Uh, yeah, like I would I would. All right, so you might uh, you might be seeing me at uh, LexCon as Quail Man one day. <laughs> you don't. You never know, man. All right. So that's the latest update. Where I'm going to keep everybody updated uh, uh, on the show because I don't plan on losing anytime soon. So neither do I. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a. Uh, I think uh, you're not going to win. I don't think you are. As you can see, the uh, the competition is fierce. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, we are on. Uh, yeah, this is round three. After uh, uh, first first two rounds went fairly quick, and this one's been going on for a while. So the first round was pretty long. The second round was quick. Yeah, the second round was really quick. Uh, it just kind of. That's her subtle way of calling you a chump. Ah, oh, I won the second <laughs> round. What does that say? I thought you lost the second round. No, I lost the first one. Because, oh, okay. yeah, like, okay. one day, for whatever reason, my, my phone stopped giving me the notifications. So it just, like, I had to remember to go on and look, and I missed it by, like, six minutes. I was so mad. That's and that's what happened to me on the second round. So, really, we just we blame Facebook is the problem. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Mark Zuckerberg. Fucking Zuckerberg, but... <laughs> Oh well, well. Thank you for uh, for playing along. I appreciate. Uh, thank you. No and, problem. Uh, uh, this one, at least, I know what the punishment potentially could be. The last one, I still don't know, so I have no idea what I'm in for. But um, but the world knows. I tried to get Koran to tell me, and he wanted two hundred bucks, and I just it's true. I can't do it. So that's it. <laughs> I have to get something out of the deal. You're lowballing. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. So. Cool. I said 200 was a starting point. Yeah, yeah, that, that was where we would start. And, uh, gotcha. Um, so, well, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. I hope you've had a wonderful Easter. A whole lot of nothing. That's a good Easter. <laughs> Hopefully you had pajama church, like the way it should be. Pretty much. Yes! Pajama church is the only way to church. 
That's all I know. That's all I know. So, uh, real Commander Cox, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, guys. And uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be. I think uh, you've got. I think the ball is in your court right now. So I will. Uh, is it? Well, I think it is. Oh, I'll shit. check and send it back. Shit! Shouldn't have said anything. Could have won it. Oh well. <laughs> all right. We'll be seeing you soon. All right. See all right. You. Bye. Bye. All right. So uh, don't uh, don't try and hijack um, and cause me to lose. Yep, there it was. Just got it back. Yeah, I think your uh, I think your arcade bar uh, idea is the best. Thank you, thank you. I think that's good. Um, all right, so let's fire this up. No, I don't want to go to the text message portion. All right, we're going to reach across America on this Easter. Where full disclosure, we're recording this on Easter. Um, <laughs> At the time of this recording. It is Easter, and Dick Cheney is alive. He is still alive for now. All right, so uh, the city, at this point, Minneapolis, the state Minnesota, the home of Target, and the home of our hopeful call, what we do every week. We, uh, we dial a random phone number, and we try and talk to whoever answers. Last time, hilarious. The girl just hung up and wanted nothing to do with it. It's true. It's a good bit, though. So I think it's funny. We've had a couple of really good ones. It's, it's a crapshoot. I don't know. All right, here we go. You ready? Ooh, I'm ready. All right. Exhausted, but ready. Here we go. I know. Yeah, you sound tired. You've been, you've been yawning a lot. I hope this show isn't boring you. did a three-mile walk before the, we recorded today. Oh, geez. Why would you do that to yourself voluntarily? It's raining here, so I can't. I it's. I think I got home right before it started here. Oh, so. lucky. All right, here we go. Let's hope someone picks up. What the hell? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> okay, now it's normal. That was the weirdest yeah. long ring I've ever. If they don't answer, they're oh. just getting voicemail. Hi, my name is Chris. Uh, Hi, I'm here also with Chris. And Hello. We're recording. Okay. We're recording a podcast right now. And one of the things that we really like to do is because everyone's under quarantine and everybody's kind of isolating, uh, we like to just literally dial a completely random number and talk to whoever's on the other end. Just kind of get to know them, ask them a couple questions, and just kind of get to know people around America. Yeah. Okay. What's your name? Um, I'm kind of a work right now, so this is um, a phone. Oh, shit. Wax one actually, yeah. So. Oh, right. All right. All right. Well, if you're working, you can go yeah. back and do yeah, your yeah. Thing. We don't want to take uh, you. Thanks away from for at least work. answering. Yeah, thank you for answering and uh, at least letting us get through the spiel. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Have a good day, man. Have a nice day. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. He's well, he answered. He didn't yeah. hang up on us. No, which is we got through the whole spiel. And he was just like, "No, I'm at work. Get away from me." <laughs> It was fun, though. Minneapolis, good town. Good town. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Yeah. Uh, another excellent show. Yeah, see, now we're, uh, we're, we're getting, uh, we're almost into uh, talk nerdy to me territory because it's been an hour 15. Oh, gosh. And so I think we, we probably need to stop. Right, well, we'll go ahead and call this. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't need to be, we don't need to be in their territory. Uh, guys, uh, as always... Um, especially right now, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe, stay baby, home. stay safe, stay safe, stay home. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, you know, letting us give you an escape for an hour or so. And uh, as always, we will continue to be your friends with benefits. <laughs>